Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kansas City Actors Radio Theater. I'm John Rensenhouse, your host for this episode, and I want to thank you for welcoming us into your world. We've got some fun for you today on Radio Theater as we're going to feature The Bickersons, one of radio's most popular programs, which aired from September 1946 to August 1951. Created by Philip Rapp, who wrote over 600 sketches, The Bickersons is considered the primary inspiration for classic television comedies, including The Honeymooners, All in the Family, and yes, even Roseanne. In the original productions, Donna Amici and Frances Langford starred as John and Blanche Bickerson, a married couple best known for their verbal sparring, often in the middle of the night because of John's uh, sleep disorder, something like... Yeah, something like that. Uh, Our first episode today is one of many Bickerson sketches that were entitled The Honeymoon is Over, and it touches on the timeless marital topics of snoring, cooking, shopping, working, money, love, and, thank God, bourbon. Real-life married couple Matt Schwader and Hilary Clemens, who also happen to be Kansas City Actors Theater Artistic Committee members and accomplished regional actors, play John and Blanche Bickerson. The Bickersons have retired. It's three o'clock in the morning and Mrs. Bickerson lies tense and sleepless in the dark as poor husband John, victim of raucous insomnia or whimper's malady, reaches a climax during an acute attack of his strange ailment. Listen. He'll stop now. Oh, I know he will. Oh, dear. John. John, turn over on your side. Oh, go on. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, stop it. Oh, what, what, what is it? What is it, Blanche? What, what's the matter? What's the matter, Blanche? There isn't another woman in the world who'd sacrifice her youth and her looks to live with a man who rattles himself to sleep like a lot of old bones in a bag. What do you think I'm made of, John? Old bones? You've got to stop it. Stop what? That snoring. Oh, it's just your imagination, Blanche. I never snore. John Bickerson, how can you say that? Very easy. Listen. I never snore. I never snore. I never, never. John! What, what's the matter? Oh, why don't you let me sleep, Blanche? Well, what about me? What am I to do when you grind away like a buzzsaw? I never sleep at all. You were fast asleep when I came home from my lodge meeting. Now, what time did you come in? I don't know. Put out the lights. You said you'd have one drink and get home at ten. Well, I had ten drinks and I got home at one. You knew where I was all the time. Now, don't start beefing about it. I didn't know where you were. I would have called you. What for? Because the express man came around again with that package. It's from Kentucky and there's freight charges on it. Well, why didn't you pay him? I've been waiting for that package. What is it? It's my dividend. I belong to the Bottle of the Month Club. Oh, I am just sick and tired the way your whole life is wrapped up in a bottle of bourbon. Now, maybe you'd like me better if I wore a label and put a cork in my mouth. You needn't wear a label, Blanche. Oh, there you go with your subtle insults again. When am I supposed to talk to you? You rush away in the morning and come home in the night when I'm sleeping. Oh, sit up and talk to me, John. Oh, Blanche, I'm dead tired. I was in the kitchen for over an hour. I know. I heard you puttering around in there. I wasn't puttering. You asked me to fix the electric toaster and the curling iron, didn't you? Well, I fixed them both. 
Do they work? They work fine. Except the toast pops up with a permanent. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Did you turn off all the lights? Turned off the lights. I suppose you left a mess in the kitchen. No mess. Well, I hope you locked the back door. The cat got out three times last week. Cat won't get out tonight. Well, where'd you put him? In the birdcage. Birdcage? Where's the canary? In the cat. John Bickerson. Now, please stop knocking yourself out. Nothing's happened to the canary, and the cat's fast asleep in the oven. Well, don't scare me like that. Are you sure all the animals are taken care of? I'm sure. Now, what about the fish bowl? Did you heat up the water for the new baby goldfish? I heated his water, gave him his pablum, burped him twice, and changed his diaper. Now, would you put out the light and let me sleep? Why are you so cross and disagreeable all the time, John? Because I'm exhausted. Now, that's not true. You'd rather stay out the whole night carousing with your roughneck friends. Oh, it just kills you to spend the night with me. Oh, it doesn't kill me. And it's a funny thing that I don't need anybody else. I'm always satisfied just to be with you. Well, you're in better company than I am. Good night, Blanche. Keep it up, John. Keep adding insult to injury. Never a kind word or a compliment. Just work me to death. Pick at my meals and complain about my cooking. I never complain about your cooking. Well, then why didn't you eat that pie I made tonight? I did eat it. I ate every bit of it. You didn't like it. I couldn't chew it. The undercrust was like cardboard. Undercrust? Yes. That pie didn't have any undercrust. I gave it to you on a paper plate. Well, the plate tasted better than the pie. I don't make pies anymore. I hate pies. I, I, I hate all desserts, especially that orange meringue broccoli dream cake you make. Don't make any more desserts. I never know what to make for you. You've got the weirdest appetite of any man alive. Yeah, sure, weird. For two months running, you wouldn't eat anything but pig's knuckles. Pig's knuckles! Pig's knuckles! What about it? Well, just because you wanted pig's knuckles, I had to cook my fingers to the bone. Why don't you hire a chef? Ugh. I cook for you, I scrub for you, I sew for you. Do I get any thanks? Thanks. Thanks. That's all the thanks I get. No love, no affection. Oh, how I envy Louise Shaw. Her husband treats her more like a friend than a wife. Well, settle down, will you, Blanche? No, I won't. Do you think Louise ever makes breakfast for Mel? Not that lazy lump. She makes him go to work every day without a morsel of food. Just a kiss for breakfast. Now, would you be satisfied with that? Sure. Send her over in the morning. I mean, would you be satisfied if I gave you a kiss for breakfast? Blanche, I'd be satisfied with anything if you just let me get some rest. Answer me. Do you want a kiss for breakfast? Yes. Well, ask for it. Blanche, I want a kiss for breakfast. Well, don't do me any favors. I'll never let you kiss me again as long as you live. Not until you apologize. Apologize? For what? What have I done? It's what you haven't done. You haven't told me you love me for years. Oh, why don't you say you're sorry you married me? Because I'm not. Well, am I the only wife in the world for you? You're the only wife in the world for me. You're lying. Swear. I swear I'm lying. I mean, I'm not lying. Well, that's no way to swear. Say it nicely. You're the only wife in the world for me. Oh, really, John? Really? I wouldn't have another wife like you for anything. I wish I'd known more about you before we were married. Oh, you knew everything. I didn't know about that tattoo you have on your stomach. That's a real indication to a man's character. I wish I'd known. Now, wait a minute. I had that tattoo put on my stomach when I was just a silly kid. Well, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. A hula girl with a big dimple in her chin. That dimple was there before she was. Now, don't go digging up my stomach this time of night. Well, why don't you have that ugly picture removed? Okay, I'll have it removed in the morning. Oh, you say it, but you won't do it. Oh, have it done now. What? Go on.
on, get up and get rid of that hula girl. Are you out of your mind? It's almost four o'clock in the morning. Well, you'd get rid of her quick enough if you were married to Gloria Goosby. Oh, don't start with Gloria Goosby. She'd holler plenty if you didn't do what she liked. Oh, I always do what she likes, and she never hollers. I hate the sight of Gloria Goosby. I never want you to mention her name again, you hear me? Oh, don't yell at me. I'm sick. Sick? Dr. Hershey told me. There was something the matter with my head. You don't mean to say you paid a doctor for that. Oh, you make fun if you like, but I know I won't last long. What's the matter with you? Nothing. Are you really sick? So sick I could die. I think I'm poisoned. I've got the most awful indigestion. Oh, call the doctor, John. Oh, you don't need the doctor. I'll take care of it for you. Here, uh, lie still. I'll fry you up some radishes and hot sauerkraut juice. Radishes and hot sauerkraut juice? Finest cure in the world for indigestion. Lie still. John Bickerson, I don't want any of your insane remedies. You'll treat me for indigestion? I'll probably die of liver trouble. Listen, if I treat you for indigestion, you'll die of indigestion. Now, do you want me to help you or not? I'll feel a lot better if you just don't scream at me and tell me you love me. Huh, I knew you weren't sick. Tell me you love me, John. I love you. How much do you love me? How much do you need? Oh, now, John, Easter Sunday's only two days away, and I haven't got a new hat. Well, what happened to the hat you bought last Easter? Well, it's in a box on the dresser, but that hat's worn out. Well, where the box? You can't be squandering my money on Easter hats. Oh, please, John, just this once. Oh, I saw a wonderful hat with a reversible brim that can be turned up or down. How much is it? Sixty dollars. Turn it down. Oh, turn it down, turn it down. I turn everything down because you're always looking for bargains. Well, when you married me, you didn't get any bargain. How well I know. Oh, you know what I mean. You only like the kind of woman who would pass up a mink coat to buy a cheap fur. Well, what's wrong with buying a cheap fur? Nothing. Would you like to see the one I bought, dear? What? It's a dyed rabbit choker, and it only cost $94. $94 for a dead rabbit? Now, don't get upset. Blanche! How can you squander my money like that? I deny myself everything. Last week, I had all my teeth pulled out so I could save money on eating. I've been sewing collars on your old bloomers and wearing them for shirts. I haven't even got a pair of pants. Yesterday, I hung a whisk broom from your plaid skirt and went to work dressed as a Scotsman. And she spends $94 on Easter rabbits. All right, all right, I'll take it. Back. I never knew you could be so mean. Oh, no, take it back. I wish my poor granddaddy was still alive. He'd never let you treat me like this. All of a sudden, she's got a granddaddy. Never heard you mention him before. Well, he was the best friend I ever had. I mm. took his advice on everything. Yeah, yeah. He could have settled a lot of our problems. I bet he'd tell you to let me keep that choker. How do you know? Because I know. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask him. Suppose he isn't in heaven. Then you can ask him. Good night, Blanche. Good night, John. Ah, the Bickersons. It's so good to hear them again. Now, we've got another sketch for you today, but before we do that, I had a chance to chat a bit with our stars, Hilary Clemens and Matt Schwader, about how their lives resemble or maybe don't resemble the roles that they're taking on for our radio theater. So, Hilary and Matt, you're married, right? We are. And I'm sure that's a happy thing during the uh, quarantining pandemic that we're uh, experiencing right now. Oh, it could definitely be worse. If you're <laughs> going to be shut in with someone for a series of months, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to be with the person that you like the best. So now, okay, I, on a scale of 1 to 10, 
How close would you say your marriage resembles the Bickersons' marriage, with 10 being an identical replica? Now, Matt, I'm going to put you in a soundproof booth while Hillary answers the question, and then I'll do the same to Hillary for you to answer the question, just so we can, yeah, get some truth going here. So, okay, Hillary, 1 to 10, how does your marriage resemble the Bickersons' marriage? You know, it's really hard to quantify, John, because... There's the matter of what is our marriage normally and what is our marriage when we've been in quarantine with two very small children, uh, both working from home for, you know, many months. Uh, I would say that our number, uh, our number has gotten higher uh, in, in quarantine, uh, but <laughs> normally I would say it's, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty low number. I'm going to say we're maybe, a, maybe a, a three or a four on the Bickerson scale normally. All right, Matt. Matt, if you could come out of the soundproof booth now, if you can hear me. Uh, give yes. Me your, oh, you can hear me. How I'm here. And, and give me your, your rating uh, from 1 to 10, with 10 being an identical replica. How do you feel your marriage uh, resembles the Bickerson's marriage? Well, uh, I don't know what Hillary said because I was in a soundproof booth, but uh, my, I guess my response would have to be, you know, we, we have kids and we have uh, also a cat and our kids, one of which is uh, very young and he um, takes after his father and doesn't ever stop talking. So it's just an incessant uh, stream of language that comes from him uh, and it's adorable and wonderful and fun. But when you wake up in the morning earlier than you planned on it and you're getting a monologue from a four-year-old uh, and then you add on top of that uh, a cat that we have that is a constant meow, 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 meow. Our level of Bickerson's shoots well beyond 10, but I wouldn't say that that's our, I wouldn't say that that's our norm. I think the, the normal, we'd probably be much lower, probably closer to a three or a four. All right. Now, two summers ago, I want to talk about something a little different. Two summers ago, Kansas City was uh, treated to the two of you starring in the lead roles for the uh, Heart of America Shakespeare Festival's production of Shakespeare in Love, which was excellent, by the way. You were wonderful. But wow, that's a huge stage out there in the park. Now you're working with a very different, much more intimate medium, the radio. So what's the what's the difference for you as performers of, you know, your preparation, your mindset, that sort of thing? Well, I, I, love, I love this conversation because I also, and our, our listeners should know this too, right? We're not even doing sort of the regular version of what you'd call radio. We're doing quarantine radio, which means... <laughs> yes, which thank means, you for bringing that up. Yeah, which means we're, we're recording from our home. So currently, so while it, in, in Heart of America Shakespeare Festival, which we absolutely love, uh, and anybody who is a true blue Kansas City and knows how wonderful that experience is, uh, you, you get to be outside in the park and you, you have to compete against... Uh, sirens and and airplanes and wind and so you, you have to fill a lot of space um, but here we are hunkered down under some blankets in what used to be a pack and play for our children and pillows and we are we're <laughs> about how many booth. inches apart we're about six, we're about to, six, seven six to seven apart, inches apart uh, around a microphone right now and trying okay. not to not to speak too loud <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to need you to get a little bit more specific about pack and play and under blankets. <laughs> For those who are not parents um, or caregivers, uh, a pack and play is uh, it's a like a playpen yeah. sort of a, a situation. You're in a playpen right now? <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's on its side on top of a table. It's uh, wrapped in blankets. We've we've got a very high tech, very classy situation Advanced. going on here. <laughs> 
in our basement. Okay, well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedules to talk with us. Thank you, John. Thanks for talking with us. Our second sketch from the Bickersons is once again entitled, The Honeymoon is Over. Now, in this piece, you'll not only see John and Blanche battling once again, but you'll also get a sense of their genuine affection for each other that we were talking about in the interview. So here are Hillary Clemens and Matt Schwader once again as John and Blanche Bickerson. Now, they will be joined in this episode by Nedra Dixon as Dr. Hershey and Justin Barron as the cop and Mr. Guernsey. Three o'clock in the morning finds Mrs. Bickerson and Dr. Hershey at the bedside of poor husband John, victim of undulant insomnia, as he reaches the crisis during an acute attack of the dread ailment. Listen. It's like being married to a meat grinder. (laughs) Tickler Betty's reflex. (laughs) Did you ever hear anything like that, Doctor? Never. Let's step outside and moment, Mrs. Bickerson. He's getting worse, isn't he? It sounds to me like unt post flaccidity accompanied by cogville breezing. Some people acquire the habit because of too rapid feeding during infancy. Was your husband unt butler baby? Well, if he was, he's never been weaned. I see. Unt when did he start to snore like that? Oh, right after our honeymoon, I couldn't hear the falls on the last day. Very unusual. I still don't understand why you waited so long before consulting a physician, Mrs. Bickerson. Oh, my husband doesn't trust physicians, Dr. Hershey. He said the only cure for snoring was two aspirins and a sip of bourbon every night. Does he take that regularly? Well, he's six months behind on the aspirin, but he's two years ahead on the bourbon. Obviously, not much of a remedy. Well, he won't take it anymore. When he went to sleep tonight, I hid his last three bottles in the chandelier. I think you'd better persuade him to come down to my office, Mrs. Bickerson, and I'll give him a turtle examination. Well, I hope you'll go. I haven't had a good night's sleep for so long. I'm a nervous wreck. Well, if you'll walk out to my car with me... I'll give you a couple of sleeping pills. Oh, all right, doctor. Oh, one second till I look in and see if John's still sleeping. (laughs) He's still going strong. (laughs) What'd you say, Blanche? What's the matter? Oh, okay, don't answer me. Woman's got more ways of waking me up. Blanche, why don't you say something? I know you're there. I can hear you keeping quiet. Oh, Blanche, that's a dirty trick. I'm so tired. You know I can't go to sleep unless you nag me. Blanche! Where's the light? What's the idea? She's gone. Blanche! Maybe some prowler. Oh, dear heaven, has somebody broke in and carried off? This is the end! How could such a thing happen to me? Number, please. Give me the police department. 
Police department. Officer, this is John Bickerson, 224 Clump Street. Send a squad car over right away. What's the trouble? Somebody stole my bourbon. Three bottles. Oh, yes, my wife's gone too. Uh-huh. Can you supply a description? Yes. They were four years old, bottled in bond. They all had green labels, and one of the corks was chipped right where the revenue stamp was... No, no, no. I mean a description of your wife. Oh. Well, uh, she's kind of a... Uh, uh, she's got, um... I'll mail you a picture in the morning. Never mind. We'll look for the bourbon. Thanks. I gotta lie down. What have I done to deserve this? Oh, I hope she's all right. She's gotta be all right. Maybe she walked out on me. I should have been more considerate. I've been keeping her awake for years while I snore my head off. I'll never sleep another week as long as I... John, mm-hmm. why are you lying there with the lights on and a big smile on your face? Is that you, Blanche? Yes, it's me. Hmm, I'm not smiling anymore. Put out the lights. I won't put out the lights. Who sent for that squad car full of policemen? I did. What? You'd better do something. They just arrested Dr. Hershey. Dr. Hershey? What are you talking about? Somebody complained about a prowler, and they started searching us both before I could convince them I lived here. What were you doing with Dr. Hershey? I went to her car to get some sleeping pills. She was here listening to you snore for two hours. Well, they should arrest her. They didn't, really, but they asked a lot of nasty questions, and it was very embarrassing. Oh, why did you send for the police? Honey, I woke up, and I saw your bed was empty. I thought somebody had broke into the house, and I went crazy. You can imagine how I felt when I found my precious joy had disappeared. My very life had gone. I I, I searched everywhere. Did you look in the chandelier? Ah, so that's where you hit him. Okay. Now I can sleep in peace. Good night, Blanche. I made an appointment for you to see Dr. Hershey tomorrow. Mm. You'll go, won't you? Where? Oh, to see Dr. Hershey. She wants you in her office at 9 o'clock. What for? She's going to examine you for $20. Well, if she finds it, I want half. Oh, don't be funny, John. I'm not being funny. I'm sleepy. I went to bed late, Blanche. Well, that's your own fault. Nobody told you to stay up until 2 o'clock fiddling around in the kitchen. I wasn't fiddling around. You wanted me to fix the electric iron and the vacuum cleaner, didn't you? Well, I fixed them both. Do they work? They work fine. Except the vacuum cleaner burns holes in the rug. I think I must have got the wires crossed. Well, I can imagine the mess you must have left in that kitchen. There's no mess. Did you lock the porch door? Mm Mm-hmm. All the lights out? Lights out. Did you water the plants? Yes. Are you sure you watered the plants? Blanche, I watered the plants. I grained the canary, I boned the dog, and I milked the cat. Why don't you let me sleep? Because somebody has to see that things are taken care of in this house. If I didn't check on you, nothing would get done. Every time you leave the kitchen, I find the icebox door open, or the cupboards, or the bread box. Oh, it's no use. I'll just have to follow behind you shutting up all the time. You say it, but you won't do it. Whether you like it or not, I'm going to talk. There's a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Oh, dear. You're tired of me. No. Are you, John? No, I'm just tired. Well, seeing the way you act now, I can't believe you ever loved me. Oh, Blanche. Well, you're never sweet or solicitous, and you just hate the sound of my voice. Oh, if only you'd give me the least attention. I give you the least attention I ever gave anybody. That's not what I mean. Oh, then why don't you ever tell me you love me? I always tell you. Oh, but I have to goad you. That's because you want me to say it 50,000 times a day. Well, maybe I... I do. That's the only way I can be sure that you'll never stop loving me. Blanche, 
I love you as long as the moon is glowing, as long as the stars are twinkling. I love you as long as the sun is shining. You satisfied? No, you'll only love me as long as the weather is nice. I will not. I love you in the rain. I love you in the snow. I love you in the hail. What more do you want? Do I ever ask you to tell me that you love me? Well, that's another thing that upsets me. Why don't you ever ask me? All right. Do you love me? No. Oh, that'll teach you not to take me so much for granted. Other men think I'm pretty attractive, you know. I could tell you plenty. Not tonight. Believe me, there's better fish in the ocean than the one I caught. There's better bait, too. Oh, right, John Bickerson. Just for that, I'll never do another thing for you. No more cooking. Good. No more laundry. Wonderful. Maybe you won't be so smug if you don't get a clean tablecloth. I can eat without a tablecloth. Oh, I'm not talking about eating. What do you mean? What do you think you're sleeping on? What? What, what, what happened to the bedsheets? Why do I have to sleep on a tablecloth? Well, it was too soiled to use on the table, but not dirty enough to go to the laundry. Now listen to me, Blanche. I work hard for a living, and I want to sleep on a bedsheet. Well, that's too bad. From now on, I'm not going to do a lick of work in this house unless I get paid for it. You get paid plenty. I mean, I want a regular salary, just like you get. Okay, I'll put you on a salary. I'll pay you exactly what you're worth. Well, I won't work for that cheap. I want $50 a week, and I want a maid. You had a maid. Oh, yes, but how long was she with us? She was never with us. She was against us from the start. And I can't afford to pay you $50 a week. I only make 60 myself. Then why don't you ask for a raise? You said you were going to ask for one. Did you do it? Did I do what? Ask for a raise. I refuse to discuss my business with you. Well, just answer my question. Did you or didn't you ask for a raise? Blanche, when the time is propitious, I'll ask for a raise. And what's more, I'll get it. No, you won't. All right, so I won't. I happen to know you won't get a raise. How do you know? Because I called your boss and asked for one. You what? I called your boss and asked for a raise. Blanche, you didn't. How, how could you have the... What did he say? Oh, he turned you down. Oh, now look, Blanche! Oh, he said you're not worth what you're getting now. He said your mind wasn't on your work and you spend half the day at the office sleeping. That's because you keep me awake all night! Oh, what am I going to do? No woman calls her husband's boss for a raise? How will I face the man tomorrow? Oh, you don't have to. I quit for you. How could you do such a thing? I've been working there 16 years. I started off as an office boy. I worked work my way up to shipping clerk, then bookkeeper, as finally as sales manager. And you, you, you quit for me? Oh, don't get hysterical. It's not the only job in the world. Besides, you never made enough to keep me decently clothed. I haven't got a rag to my name. You've got a closet full of rags. I'm the only one who hasn't got anything. Oh, you've got much more than I have. What's the matter with that fur coat? $1,200 bald mink. And last week I bought you the uh, muff, a genuine pluck skunk. And who paid for that formal bed jacket? Don't scream at me. No, I deny myself everything. My clothes are in shreds. I'm the only man in town with a midriff shirt and bareback pants. I use leg paint to save on socks. I've been making over your old bloomers. Drop dead! Hello, Bickerson. What do you want? This is your boss, Mr. Guernsey. I know this is an unearthly hour to call, but I haven't been able to sleep. Oh? I'm afraid I was a bit hasty when your wife called me, and I've been thinking it over. You have? Yes. She's a pretty sensible woman. And more than fair. I want you to come back to work. And I'm going to give you a $25 raise. Oh, I, I don't All think you... All right, 15. You'll be in tomorrow, won't you, Bickerson? I certainly will. Good night. Who was it, John? That was my boss. You know, I ought to clout you, but I think I'll kiss you instead. Oh, John. Of all the blundering, troublesome stumblebums, you are the worst, Blanche. But somehow you get lucky. 
I don't know what you said to the old crab, but he's giving me a $15 raise. Oh, if you'd kept your big mouth shut, you'd have got the whole 25 Good night, John. Good night, Blanche. Kansas City Actors Radio Theater is made possible by support from donors like you. And our program sponsors, which include the Estelle S. and Robert A. Long Ellis Foundation, the Muriel McBrien Kaufman Foundation, the Richard J. Stern Foundation for the Arts, the Miller Nichols Charitable Foundation, Theater League, and the Missouri Arts Council, and a special thanks to Mark and Valerie Andrus. This episode of Kansas City Actors Radio Theater was directed by Gary Heiserer. The sound engineer was Caleb Stoller, and the sound manager was Mary Robinson. And it was recorded in cooperation with the UMKC Theater Department. Over the next few months, Kansas City Actors Theater is presenting our Virtual Brouhaha Series, four interactive virtual events to support KCAT and Kansas City Actors Radio Theater, including a virtual wine tasting with cellar rat wine merchants and yours truly drinking the wine coming up on October 22nd. Get more information on the complete series and order tickets at kcactors.org. And please join us next week for a vintage suspense series episode entitled A Murderous Revision, starring local favorite David Fritz. Thanks for joining us on Kansas City Actors Radio Theater, and please stay healthy and stay tuned. <laughs>